Bobby the Boomer. His mission is to inspire belief, rekindle his clan's fire, to revive the hopes and dreams of his tribe so they will rise up once again. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Nope. It's Bobby the Boomer. Bobby the Boomer. Hey, Bobby. Bobby boy. Yes, Grandpa. Go fix it the world. Here's Bobby. Well, hello, this is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy, coming to you today on a chilly Chattanooga day. Yeah, wintertime is getting cold, 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 cold. I'd almost think I was chilly up in Philly again, but nope, it's Chattanooga time and it's cold because it's winter. <sighs> I don't like the winter. Do you like the winter, Baby Boomers? Do you like the cold? Do you like the hot? Do you like lukewarm? Or just cozy? Yeah, I like being cozy warm underneath the blankets uh, during the winter. Yep, but I ain't doing that. I'm in my mobile studio. Yes, I am. Uh, but it's not me mobile right now. Yeah, because it works better this way. Anyhow, I hope y'all are doing well. What is today's episode, Bobby? Well, the title of today's episode is simply Home. H-O-M-E. Home. After a nice visit with my mom, I got to thinking about home and what that means. Is it a physical place? Or is it a place in your heart? Is it a physical place that you abide? Or is it a place that you found that you say, I feel like I'm home? And if you have a home, a house, are you happy in it? Or are you still looking? I'd like to explore that today, so please stay with me. Usually I don't read a whole lot. You know I like to wing it when I have an episode. But I thought... I got to thinking about home after being with my mama and being in my, the house that I was raised in from, oh, about third grade till I finished high school in the military. I was there for a little spell, and uh, that was what I called home with my mama and my daddy and my brother and my sister. And I looked up, I was just kind of curious because I was thinking, you know, when you go somewhere, you, you, you leave home after you grow up and then you come back. Does it feel like it's still home to you or does it not? I got to pondering about that this last time and i looked up i just curious because i like i like words i like looking up meaning so i'm going to read a little bit about the definition of home home noun a place where one lives permanently especially as a member of a family or a household so you got your home teams you got your home boy your home girl all that stuff but i want to talk about the the physical or emotional place that we call home and on my visit, I was going and looking around and, and looking at all the different things that uh, that was in the house when I grew up with. And one of the things, every time I go, I had this cookie jar. It looked like a little bird. And I guess because of the cartoon and Looney Tunes, Tweety Bird. Remember Tweety and Sylvester or the cat that was always trying to get Tweety? <laughs> and um, anyhow, the Tweety Bird was... Uh, a little cookie jar that when I was, according to my mama, I was about three, four years old. We went into New York City and I saw this little cookie jar in the window and I said, oh, it's a Tweety Bird. And I want that, mama. Mama, may I have that, please, mama? I don't know if I talked like that when I was a kid. I didn't have a southern accent. I did it probably with the New York accent. Mama, could I have that tw- uh, Tweety Bird? Anyway, I don't know. Anyhow, my mom said she went in there and looked at it, asked how much it cost, but she didn't have a whole lot of money at the time. So she asked the lady if she would kindly hold it for her until she could come back with the money, and the lady did. And that's how I ended up with my Tweety Bird cookie jar. I enjoyed that for years, filling that up with cookies and eating it until my fingers did the tink, tink, tink in the empty, uh, empty jar. That's how I knew that I was done eating my cookies was when... 
I heard the tink noise, the tink, tink, tink. There's no more cookies in there. So I was done. Anyhow, my missus got me broke of that. She really got a little frustrated watching me eat cookies like that. I left the Tweety Bird with my mama on top of her refrigerator when I left for the military, when I went in the Marines for the first time. And Tweety Bird stayed up there for a lot of years and stayed perched up on the top of my mama's refrigerator until this last visit. I was looking at that and every time I would come up for whatever the visit, my mom would always rehearse that story. There are certain stories, baby boomers, that your mom or dad or you, whenever you go to a familiar place like home for the vacation or visit, don't you rehearse what you did when you was little or or your brother, your sister, your cousins, your uncle, somebody did something or something funny or whatever. You rehearse those little stories from time to time. And my mom would rehearse every time I'd come up, she'd say, don't you want to take your Tweety Bird with you? And she would remind me about the story sometimes. She would about New York and how I asked her to have it and she got Tweety Bird and the lady was nice to hold it for her. And uh, she would ask almost every time I'd come to visit for the last, oh, I'd say 20, 30 years now. And I'd always say, no, we could leave Tweety up there. And she'd say, are you sure? And finally my wife said, well, why don't you take it? Why don't you take your Tweety Bird? That's your Tweety Bird. Why don't you take it? And I would say, no, 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 no. Well, finally this time I got around to explaining why I never took Tweety Bird with me when we finished a visit. First of all, when I was in the military, <laughs> I didn't have nowhere to put Tweety Bird. That'd be kind of weird having Tweety up on your foot locker or your your uh, wall locker with all the guys, you know, and you're going on ships and you're doing all that stuff. And you got old Tweety Bird. He probably wouldn't have made it <laughs> through all the travel. So it was probably safer sitting up on top of Mama's refrigerator. But one of the reasons that I learned was because of the word home. I always thought that maybe I wouldn't have a place to go. You know, I've heard about people that were homeless. And I know my mom and dad, for a spell, they would, they would kind of split up and get back together, split up and get back together. And I won't get into that. But we moved around a lot when I was growing up, let's just say that. And I didn't understand what was going on at the time, but I, I remember moving around a lot, and I was thinking, well, what if they move one of these times and they don't take me with them? Uh, you ever had that feeling? So for the longest time, I used to carry a house key with me. Uh, up until I was in my mid-20s, I had that key with me for 20, oh, till I was 25 or so. And then I realized, you know, if they leave that house, and I try to go live there, <laughs> somebody I was going to be living there. They're going to say, what are you doing in our house? And it might not go well. So I realized carrying a key around for psychological reasons was just that, psychological security. So I got rid of the keys. But then I realized just recently that I was leaving Tweety Bird up there because I said, well... As long as Tweety's perched up on that refrigerator, my Tweety Bird is perched up on that refrigerator, I'll have a place to go. I'll have a home. Do you ever feel that way, baby boomers, where you just want to make sure you have a place to go? You want to have a home? You want to feel at home? You want to be in a place where you're loved and accepted and secure and warm and safe? Yeah, or cool if you're down in uh, Texas and somewhere that's actually hot. So I realized, yeah, hmm, Tweety's been up there a long time. And, you know, it's funny, it's been a while. I'm 67 now, and I've been away from home for 50 years almost. Next year will be my 50th high school reunion. How about you, baby boomers? Have y'all already hit your 50? Some of y'all working on your 50, 55th or maybe your 60th high school reunion. Can you believe that? I can't believe that I've been out of high school for 50 years, much less 50 years old or 67 years old. Boy, the time flies, doesn't it? Whether you're having fun or not, you get to a certain 
certain age and it just flies. But anyhow, I got to thinking, you know, that Tweety Bird's been up there for a long time. And it, and so I was looking at that as we were just having a nice Thanksgiving visit. And I was looking at Tweety and I knew it was going to come up with my mama. Are you going to take Tweety Bird with you? And when she asked me, I said, I think it's time for Tweety Bird to come with me. I think it's time to take Tweety Bird home to my home and then put him in a box and fly him off to California so he can be with my grandchildren. Certain things, I I don't have a lot of value for things, physical things per se, but I, that has a lot of meaning, had a lot of meaning to my mom, and uh, probably more so my mama than me, but I thought, you know, that's a good story, and it's a good legacy, and it's something I could pass on to my grandchildren. And so I asked my daughter, called her up, and told her the story, and asked her if she remembered that Tweety Bird when we'd go visit Grandma, and she didn't quite re- recall, so I sent her a couple of pictures, and then I asked her, would you like me to send that to you for the boys so that uh, they can have it. I'm just trying to pass on the legacy. Now, I know that's not much. I know it's not a million dollars or some big inheritance or anything, but sometimes little things mean a lot. And so I thought I would share that with my daughter and my grandchildren. And I wrote, or my daughter asked me, could you write a story about the, how it went? So I tried to write a little kind of like a children's book thing about when, when Grandpa was a little boy, him and his mommy went into New York City. And I went ahead through went this story, how Tweety Bird came to be and how Grandpa, that's what my grandboys call me, and how Grandpa got him and why Grandpa decided to have Tweety fly over to my grandchildren. So that was that, and I got to thinking, so I thought, well, you know, that would be a good podcast talking about having a home. It is a home. I'm living in an apartment right now, but whether you're living in an apartment or whether you're living in a house that you're buying or purchasing or that you own outright, uh, is that your home? Is that where you feel really secure, really comfortable, and it's like, ah, even if you don't have a physical building, you ever been in a place or with, say, like a church? I've visited a lot of churches over the years, and in some churches, you're so big, it's like being in an ocean of people. You just know that it's going to be hard to get to know people and stuff. Then I've been in little churches, and I've been in legalistic churches and very lax churches and churches that were judgmental and churches that didn't care what you did. And every once in a while... I would find a church where I would say, ah, this feels good. I like that feel comfortable. I feel like I'm at home. Yeah, that could be in a house, an apartment, a church, with people, with a job. Do you ever feel at home with a job? You finally have somewhere where you're appreciated for what you do or you like your job. You actually like what you're doing and like the people you're doing it with. And if you have found your home in any of those kind of aspects, I am so happy for you and I'm pleased. And if you're still looking, well, take heart because you're not alone in this world. You know, sometimes we think, especially during this season, if you're listening uh, real time, during the holiday season, you know, sometimes people feel most alone and most homeless when uh, everybody else is just having a good time and being all joyful and stuff. You know, I wish it would be all year round, but sometimes not the bad part, but the good part where everybody's being nice to everybody and being kind, enjoying life. But if you are having a hard time and you are searching, take heart. Home is where the heart is. You got to 
kind of readjust and reevaluate. I know I've talked in prior podcasts on how if you're looking for bad stuff, you're going to find it. But it, equally as uh, important is if you're looking for good things, you'll find that too. So if you're looking to be the misfit and the, the odd man out or odd woman out, hey, tell me. I can tell you. I can tell you from experience how you will uh, find a way to be that odd person out. But if you're looking for a home, if you're looking for a place to be and you start looking for things that make you feel good and make you feel at home, you'll find it. So don't give up if you are still searching. Don't give up if you haven't found that home, whether it's a physical place or whether it's uh, in your heart. Once I realized, like I'm talking, uh, we're living in an apartment, it's not too bad. It's nice and comfortable. The neighborhood's nice. It's peaceful. Uh, the neighbors are pretty nice. So, and uh, it's warm and dry and comfy and cozy. So, for now, that is our home. And I hope you have a nice place to be physically, and I hope you have a good place to be in your heart as well. That's what I have for you today. I hope you do come back for the very next episode of Bobby the Boomer. And until then, I will just say goodbye and God bless.